Well, hello. Happy New Year. I mean, it is February. Specifically, February 9th, 2022. Welcome. You got my next episode. I'm going to give you a jam thoughts today. I've been trying to figure out how to get myself back and, and record. Um, but I've been really busy. been busy doing stuff. Of course, the last episode, if you did pay attention, you got the Jam and Josh show. Um, I might upload. We have another episode, but I think I want to wait until we record again. Um, I really like recording with Jocelyn. It, it was fun. And we bring out um, really good conversation in each other. So literally, the, the premise there is we literally have very interesting conversations. Why not just uh, upload them? So, uh, of course, Jocelyn will be a little bit more reserved um, than I will be. But, you know, we we share, you know, our viewpoints on subjects, as you saw in the last one. And so that's really what it is. Uh, also, if you haven't listened to it, Lost Episode 4, beautiful, beautiful. Go listen to it. Go back and listen to it. Yes, I'm plugging myself right now. Um, I'm really excited to be recording today, honestly, because I've wanted to record for like the last two weeks, but I haven't really had the, I didn't really didn't feel like I had source material to do it. And I really haven't been working on producing any episodes. I've been writing, but not episodes. I've been writing poetry. So, um, um, well, I will say I'm working. <laughs> I am doing that. Um, and that's really where today's episode kind of centers itself. This episode today, Jam's Thoughts, another one from from good, good old Jam's Thoughts, but uh, I was trying to figure out the title for it and, and how I was feeling. And I think the title will stick as saying goodbye. And um, I knew coming into this year, this would be that year where it's it's a growth year. It's, it's the year where I position myself into a certain um, lane. Um, I've pivoted to this space and I will, it, just because I pivoted once doesn't mean I won't keep pivoting. As I did last year, there were times where I was pivoting constantly and that was kind of really worrying me. But I knew that it was a discovery year, so I just kept discovering. Well, this year is is um, growth. It's about pushing forward. It's about taking that discovery and actually applying it, reinventing myself. This is the second time in my life I've had to really reinvent myself. Um, the first time was when I was gone from one company, but I won't uh, give them title. Um, I won't give them a, a title or give them space, but... I had to kind of reinvent myself because I spent a, a cluster of my life there and doing their will and their work. And and then when you, anybody who knows, if you work for a company more than five years, you become indoctrined to the process of how they are. You become a part of the machine. You are, you're a cog in it. And so stepping out of something like that, sometimes it's a little hard because you are kind of brainwashed into that system. And at times, what people don't understand about working for companies is when you work in at least this country in America, you become brainwashed into a system that starts to take parts of you, the better parts of you, away from you. So you can be laid off by a company and then you start to doubt yourself. Spent a lot of time last year doing that. Like, you know, am I good enough? You know, I'm, I'm applying for jobs and these people don't see me. And it's like, you don't see me because you don't know me or you're not giving me the chance to know me. And I had to get past that and 
I really did. Really, it centered on how I viewed myself in failure. Um, it really did. I, I was I was lost in the sauce of about feeling like, man, I, I feel like such a failure. I've said that word so much that I had to, you know, that's a lost episode five you get. That's one of the poems <laughs> that comes from that. But really, it, it gave me the time to really these last six months for me have given me really the time. And I, I say in the last six, I would say really the last three have been very pivotal to me trying to really stand in what I said this year would be about, which would be to be curious and to be uncomfortable. And that's really what I'm doing is just being uncomfortable, doing something uncomfortable. Currently, I'm doing something kind of uncomfortable. So let's talk about it. Yeah. Um, the, la- the the company that laid me off last, I'm working on a special project for them. I'm working with them um, and kind of doing my old job, but in a, in a smaller capacity, I guess you would say, um, I don't have, I'm not as required to have as many accounts and, and as situations, but within this, the blessing of, of why I took this job outside of, it's very easy. I know how to do it. I get to do it virtual mainly, and I get paid pretty good money to do it was the title of this episode, which is I get to say goodbye. When I got laid off, I didn't get to say goodbye in my terms. You know, um, and that really, it really affected me. I didn't realize how much it affected me until um, Tuesday. One of the first calls that I had when I called a a location and I was talking to a manager that I was really close to during this time got me really emotional. And I'm going to have a few more of those calls before it's done. I'm going to have a few visits where I get to go to some locations and say goodbye in person. And I really, I remember speaking to this manager um, and just thinking to myself like, wow. And then I got to speak in another call. I got to speak to a rep and we actually started like just video chatting back and forth. And just some of the kind words that she said to me and the value that I meant to her life over the time. And she, she had dealt with me for a good, I mean, I worked for the company six years for a good five years. We, we had encountered to each other and, and, and I served their store. And so she dealt with me in that time and, and just to see her life and to see the the blessings that are coming to her life, some of the things that I told her to do and, and she was doing it and it was making her life better outside of the work just made me feel special. And she said really some of the kindest words of, you know, you are valued and I'm so glad. She's like, even if I know ultimately that you won't be here um, and you're not back, I'm so glad that I do get to talk to you and I will cherish this time while we have it. And because one of the one of the funny things about this situation, she was like, "Oh my God, you're back! What? This is crazy! It's about time they listen." I go, "No, no, no, calm down. I'm not back, back. They don't know that I'm not back like that. Like I'm here, and I'm doing this, and I'm going to say my goodbyes because this isn't for me." And one of the things that I wrote down that finally drifted me into doing this episode was the thing I learned about myself. And in, in, in this last year is if, if I'm passionate about something, 
I'm I'm giving it my all. I I I am so passionate that I start to take on that identity more than what it's I so for instance, if I work for a company and I'm passionate about that company, when people see me, that's what they see. It's like looking at your favorite actor or looking at an actor and you only see them typecast in that one role. That one role that meant so much to you, that's what they are. And that's how I am. But if you take it from me, I no longer hold the passion I had for it. Because the funny thing about coming back was, literally, I'll, I'll say it here, bare minimum effort. Like as far as the chat to help people, because I do have the skills and the knowledge, the experience to to help some people, I'm I'm non-existent in this work chat. I come in, I do the work, I go home. And the sad part to me about that is that to me is what the new America is going to be. Because for so long, people like me who are very passionate people, who are energy givers, were taken advantage for so long and then given the door. I no longer care about serving anyone's energy outside of my own when it comes to compensation. I'm here to do a job. I'm going to do it after that. Bye. And so, um, but what it really, I I had this moment and I, you know, was once, once I become passionate about something, if it's for a corporation or if it's for a job, if they take it from me, if you can give it back to me and it'll, it'll, it's like glass breaking. It's sharp. It'll never be the same. I will never care for it the way I did. And it no longer holds any substance or value to me the way it used to. The only reason why outside of money um, and to stay busy, because really it's it's time. You know, I decided, you know, February, I want to get back to work. I'm, I'm back at work, which is only going to help me find where I'm trying to go. <laughs> um, and I'm very, and, and, and I don't want to seem uh, disingenuous. I'm very I'm thankful for the opportunity to be working, but they need me. So, and I guess in that same breath, I, like I have to talk my shit and I'm going to talk it, you know, they need me to be able to, to go in and, and do this. Um, yeah. They could get somebody else to do it. But when you come, when you talk about like the level of training, because the, the systems are different, the level of training that some of these people are struggling with right now are getting things done. I don't have issues with that because for the, even though, the systems are different from what I was using before and I've had to use different systems. I understand I've tried to take them apart because that's what I try to do, try to break things. And by breaking them, I tend to learn how things work. I've done that all on my own so much that my boss, like the other day was like, Hey, haven't heard from you. You've been real quiet. Um, you getting your work done. I appreciate it. Did you need anything? Nope. I'm good. I'm going to be quiet. Not really going to be up there. If you need something from me, you know where to reach me. If they, if if somebody in the chat needs me, they gotta tag me. They don't tag me. I'm not saying anything. That's what I was saying. Because for me, a part of coming back at first was like the anger that I had because I remember my old boss. She had called me like maybe three weeks after we were laid off, and she said, "Yeah, they have your job for you. It's just gonna be with a third party company." And you're going to be doing your same job, getting the same pay. You know, you can be making pay. You can be making money while you're looking for a job. And my pride in that moment couldn't let me do it because it wasn't just about saying no. It was, I was so angry. Like, how dare they? How dare you take away employment for people before Christmas? How dare you take away from me? It was a, it was my family and, and a piece of my identity. It kind of reminded me 
like divorce. I felt like I spent some time here building relationships and building things. And then all of a sudden I wasn't loved anymore. And then I had to face the facts that I was giving too much energy and too much time to something that ain't really that important. So people, I'm going to say it to you right here and there. If you're working and you feel like that job is so like your identity, you're doing it wrong. And I was for so long. Um, when I, <laughs> I'm just going to leave this here. When I get off of work in the next hour, cause I'm still working, but I've completed my work for the day because I'm a very efficient person. I've got free time. Um, I'm going to go, um, you know, take some pictures where I, the, my photography outside of my son's basketball has been the one thing that's been suffering. I haven't been able to really dial myself in to really taking photos. It really makes me happy. Just like my poetry makes me happy. And, um, January was a really rough month for me. I was really beating on myself a lot internally and I had to work myself through that. So I had to work myself through, you're not a failure. You're not alone. Your things are going to come to you. You just have to be patient. You just have to be in the moment. Be now. Um, today is, you know, Wednesday in America. <laughs> Some of you who could listen to it overseas, it could be Thursday by now. But my point is, is, is reminding myself to be present because too many times I, t- I tend to be in the future. I don't really live in the past much anymore. I, I tend to reflect, but I don't live there. I have to keep myself from living in the future, from getting excited about what's coming in two weeks instead of enjoying what's now, um, rather the good or the bad of it. And so coming back, there was a, there was a bit of anger. There was a bit of like, Neh. but then realizing that your work was literally sold off to a third party company. That's what that company thought of your work. And it is what it is. And I like it. Like, I I love it because for me, the greatest gift that I've been given outside of like really finding myself and finding that the work is just something I do to get paid. I I spent the last, you know, 17 years really working to try to make my name something. So when I did lose my job, you know, all those years ago from that first company, it really bothered me and messed me up. Whereas this time I was better prepared for it. Um, The problem was, is that I had to learn that I was compartmentalizing some things that I did put my identity into the job to make it great. And I think that any of you out there who are exceptional at your jobs, we all do it. We all do put our identity into our work. And so when people give us less, when they put a value on us, that's less than what we see of ourselves. It really pisses you off. And I remember at times I worked working for that company, I would get evaluations and I would just be like, what are you talking about? I'm hitting out the park. I'm taking care of this. I'm taking care of that. And you only see me as someone who, um, I don't know how most, how your companies do it, but most companies it's a, you meet, you meet some, and then you meet, you exceed, you know? And then it's like, okay, so I exceed some, I exceed all. What more do you want me to do besides build a freaking robot? You know? And I had, I forgot that in those moments where I was frustrated, I ceded my power to those people to give me an evaluation. You are only evaluating my work. You are not evaluating me. But when you care about your work and your identity becomes your work, then they are taking a mark against you. And I've learned now to separate it. So whatever company ends up, you know, getting my my full attention and employment, they're going to understand that. You'll be able to see the beautiful parts of me, but it'll remind me of that first company where I, there was a very 
closed off part of me. You got the work me, and then I went home, and I wasn't into it. The difference with that job was I thought I would be there forever. I really loved the company. It was a career and to me, and it didn't work out that way, but it was a blessing. And so being able to come back, being able to see reps, managers, see how they're doing, that's important to me because when we were laid off, we lost like all the contacts in my phone. Like our phones were wiped. So not being able to get all that information, it was like your whole life was on hold. And, and the one thing that I I don't, I never liked, but I do respect about that, that company, this company that I used to work for, um, back kind of helping, is they had a way when they would do changes that they would do them very abruptly. So you had no time to really, to, to say, like, you had no time to really get fixated or plan. You just had no choice but to pivot. You couldn't do anything else but to pivot. That was all you could do. You had no choice. And if you didn't like it, well, what you had yesterday doesn't exist anymore. So whatever list that you had or whatever work things, you it was all gone. It was taken from you. And that is good and bad. But when you make relationships with people, because this job, a lot, the lifeblood of it was people. It really, I didn't know how much it really broke my heart until I found myself in tears hearing someone tell me, giving me my flowers. And I'm so thankful that I got to do this and I'm blessed to be able to do it. I'm, I'm, I'm ecstatic, honestly, because goodbye is not a word that I, I tend to say. Um, from a person who has his own issues with abandonment and who compartmentalizes. When I lose people, I tend to go to that place where, you know, like I said, in my family, we don't say goodbye. We wait for the day we say hello again. That's, you know, from a poem I wrote, Lucas. I don't want to say goodbye because then you're telling me that this is it. And I would rather walk out of the room and leave before you tell me goodbye. And and that was the energy, the, that was the compartmentalization that I experienced on December 10th, 2021. That's what I did. I literally compartmentalized, no, not 2021, 2020, I'm sorry. Uh, I compartmentalized the situation to be what I thought I needed to be, which until I, I helped my friends, I helped my family and um, we will thrive. I will thrive. It's tough. It's different. It's uncomfortable. But in reinvention comes new things. Uh, you shed some old things. You grow into new things and you keep going. And so really, I um, I wanted to take the time to, to dedicate this episode um, to that Jemiah that's here today, the one that's being present, and to that Jemiah three months down the road who may get frustrated or may get confused, the one 12 months from now who is still trying to work through being uncomfortable, but keeps working at it. And I dedicate it to all of you. There are things that are going to challenge you. There are things that are going to push you in ways that you don't want to be pushed. I just ask you to be curious and continue to be uncomfortable. If you can do that by enduring everything that you want will come to you. May not come in the way you want, (laughs) but happiness is within reach. And that more than anything Going through what I went through last year, I I said this to one of my friends, all I think about is death now. And I don't think about it in this way of like I'm afraid of it. 
I accepted death a long time ago. Um, I think where I have my struggles with death is feeling like I did not fulfill my purpose. I think that's really where I have a struggle. Um, you know, I am a father, I am this man, but it's like, really, uh, this is the first time I've finally been truly awake and going, you know what, it's not the job that's going to make me, it's what I do in this life. And if I'm not doing things that make me happy, or if I'm not trying things, risking things, what the hell am I doing? And so when I say I think about death, and you, you think about this title saying goodbye, most people would be like, oh my God, is this a, this is not one of those types of talks. This is, this is me I got to say goodbye and close the, I'm getting, I'm getting the ability to close the door. There are certain times in this life you don't get to do that. And I'm so thankful that I get to close that door on that chapter completely and move on and, and move away from this. And then maybe down the line, I could laugh and go, yeah, I worked for that firm one day. <laughs> yeah. But I do dedicate this to all of you with the preface of saying, if you are struggling, if you are facing these battles and you have your demons about your, your quality or your purpose, I ask you to, to push on, to be curious, to be uncomfortable, to take the risk. Sometimes you're the only person that knows how to do what you need for you. And I need you to understand that. It's a conversation I had with my son. I, I was driving. He was asking me about the job and he was getting excited. And I said, no, 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 don't get excited. And he was like, why? I was like, I need you to understand where I'm at. And, I, and, and this was one of the biggest struggles I faced last year as a father, trying to tell my son that I'm not where I want to be and I'm not comfortable. And that's scary for me, but I like it. And I'm going to keep pushing myself to new heights in this state of uncomfortableness. I just will. I, I just need to be uncomfortable so that I continue to have that fire lit under my ass to get me what I need. And I told him, I said, this for me is going back and closing the door. I can't be here. I can't work for these people because ultimately they, they don't um, value me. They don't see my value. They never have. They're never going to put me where I need to be to excel. I need, I all I need is, all I needed from them ever was to take, to give me that chance. And I was given one chance, but I excelled. I kicked through the door. That's, it's easy. I've been selling my whole life. I've been managing people. Give me upward mobility. And they never gave me that. So I have to go create it and make it. And like I told my son, I said, so I want to show you that going to work for a company and slaving away is not the means to do it. That if you're very smart with your money, as I have been, and you do smart things and you keep low expenses, you can navigate life and enjoy what life's about. And the thing is, is Gen Z and I'm a, I'm a upward, I'm a um, old millennial, but we get it. I can take less money. I can, I can do a little bit less because I can make this money work for me because I keep my expenses low and I will continue to challenge myself. But at the same time, I want to grow. I want more. And to get more, I have to be uncomfortable. But to get more doesn't mean I have to slave away, or run, and put my head down. I found other ways to create revenue streams. <laughs> and I will not be stopped. So to all of you, find ways to make money outside of the conventional norms that, that are not illegal, by the way. Um, hustle. Hustle. 
And don't allow anybody to tell you that you're any less um, for it. Going out, hanging out, all that stuff is overplayed. Making money, being able to dictate how you move. That's the move. But yes, I, I'm very blessed at where I sit today. And I look forward to the next adventure. I'm thankful for this one I'm in right now. I'm going to do my job, perform my services, and then move on to the next adventure. And I hope that all of you look at work the same way. When it comes to my life, I want to take some trips with my son. I want to continue to kiss pretty women. Had a goal of, about that. Um, let me, I'll, I'll finish. I'll finish on that. Got about five minutes left, so I'll, I'll finish on that. You know, I came into the year and I, I made all these, you know, big statements and I'm going to do this and that. And, hey, I did it. I, I've been uncomfortable. I've been in spaces that don't really feel good. But the one thing I learned about myself last year, too, is I don't have any more time to wait for people to pick me. I don't, I'm not a pick me person. Okay. I'm giving you the energy that says I love you. I need you to show it to me back. If not, it is what it is. And I'm not really fixated or focused on that. I'm just out here enjoying and meeting people and having a good time. So as much as I wanted to have that, I guess that was me speaking in that Disney um, kind of theme. It didn't work the way I wanted it to. That's fine. But really what I was trying to get to and where I'm at is understanding that I am the prize and, and pick me. I'm, I'm not pick me, but I'm picking myself. And so I, I think the only other thing I would leave with you is I'm saying goodbye to that notion of waiting for someone to pick me. I take the notion that I'm, I am worthy. I choose me. I choose joy. And I choose to go make myself happy. And I will do it by any means outside of hurting people. I will, I will pick myself first. And I have no time to give to anyone else. We're saying goodbye to all that. Because I don't know when I'm going to die. But death is certain. And I don't have any more time to waste. Wasted enough time already. I don't look at 35 years or 36 years of it as a waste. I've learned a lot during the way. Made mistakes. Enjoyed certain things. But I think I didn't really live to the fullest in those. I would say until six months ago, I really wasn't living to the fullest. <laughs> because I, I only worked off of a preparation or a counterbalance situation. I was only living like, okay, I got to do these things to keep from this happening instead of understanding that I can be prepared and be okay, but not always be planning for doomsday. And that's how I lived. I always prepped for doomsday. That ability helped me to survive, but I don't need to, I don't need to wear that coat like I used to. I just need to have the mentality. Wearing that coat prevented me from um, reaching out, connecting and through observation of myself and, and listening to others, I have to do a better job about being here in the moment. And so I'm here. And so if you've, if you've dealt with that too, it's okay. Each day we get to wake up and we get to reinvent ourselves. So guess what? Shake it off, leave it on today, leave it on the ninth, and let's go back and let's go, let's go run it back tomorrow on the 10th and see if we can do better. That's my commitment to myself. It's my commitment to my son is to, to be better each day. And it's a beautiful freaking day. So from the bottom of my heart, 
I guess I would say I love you, Jemiah, because we continue to learn. I continue to learn more about myself, and instead of try to pack it down or compartmentalize it, we're trying to do something about it. Be great. She knows it. I would like to take the time to thank you for joining this jam talk for today. That's it. That's the end. There's no, nothing else to say. Go back to your, your regularly scheduled program. Chew knows it.